What is the name of your son? Lowell Muhammad, but his nickname is L7. Everybody knows him with L7. I gave birth to seven children and he was number seven. They started calling him L7 when the Motorola mobile came out. How old was he? He was 18 when he disappeared. Now he should be 24 or 25. Even though he is Amsa Bukhar's last child, L7 was her greatest pillar of support until he went missing in 2015. Seven years later, the tears are still flowing and Amsa is still asking questions. This is Vestiges of Violence. A weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. Amsa was born in Komshe, a town in Borno State, and has lived there all her life. She cannot remember ever being away from the community for more than a week. But that changed with the Boko Haram uprising in northeast Nigeria. After the authorities clamped down on the terror group and killed its founder in 2009, its members spread out from Meiduguri to other parts of the region. One of the places they occupied was Bama, about 70 kilometers away. Kumshe, where Amsa lived with her family, is a community in Bama. Soon, they felt they had no choice but to leave. They killed people every day and it was becoming too much. You will hear they slaughter someone through their throat. They shot people. We were seeing they killed this one. They shot this one. Maybe tomorrow it will be in our own town. Later we decided as a family to leave. We went to Kushri in Cameroon. From Kushri, we went to Jamena. We stayed there and started begging. We went to the mosque. They would give us clothes and food. We went to where they were selling fish. They gave us. They were very hospitable people. In 2015, after Muhammadu Buhari became president, trucks were sent to return refugees in Cameroon back to Nigeria. Amsa's family were resettled in a displacement camp in Fufuri, just outside the capital city of Adamawa. Four months later, he disappeared. He went out one day and we haven't seen him come back up till now. We didn't search at first. We thought he was coming back. We thought maybe he would come back. We didn't know. I am elderly and could not go out. We later searched many places. I went to Omaru Shehu Rehabilitation Center 19 times. I went with his pictures. I asked the people, have you seen this one in detention? They will say no. I asked the detainees. They said they have not seen him. I even went to the radio station. They said people should lay down their complaints. I went there at the end of the rainy season six months ago. Nobody up to now has said anything about my son. L7 is a hard-working young man. Even as a child, he was always busy running errands for others and looking for ways to make money. He apprenticed to a businessman 
who he traveled with often to Kusuri in Cameroon. When they became refugees, he continued working for this man. As IDPs in Nigeria do, he started buying items such as wrappers and milk from other displaced people and selling them in town. He also sold tea. In fact, when he went missing, he had gone to town for one of those trips. He also liked riding motorcycles. He did that until they were banned by the government because terrorists often rode on motorcycles when attacking. Though L7 is the youngest child, he was Amsa's greatest caregiver. Even when he was a small child, we didn't take him to school. But he's useful to others. Everybody was sending him on errands. He would go and come and would not say no. He is small but he works to give me food and clothing. And he takes care of me. Without him now, I have to be selling granules and beans in the camp to support myself. I am the one taking care of myself. Amsa especially remembers him when his siblings do things that hurt her feelings. She says, if L7 were to be around, he would never behave in that way. Anyway, Amsa blames herself for what has happened. Back in Cameroon, L7 wanted to remain in the country and work for his boss. But his elder brother, Mosa, had died there after a brief illness and Amsa saw it as a bad omen. So she insisted that everyone return to Nigeria. He said, you should leave me here. I will stay with my master. I said, no, your senior brother died here. We have to go back to our own country. I said, let's go back. I will not leave you here. I feel really bad about his absence. I don't know if he's alive or dead. If he's dead, may his soul rest in peace. Maybe if I know for certain, I will get peace of mind. Without him, life is not easy for me. Always, I am begging Almighty Allah to let him come. If I see L7, my wishes have been fulfilled by Allah. I want the government to find our son. We are ready to search. If you get where he is, we will go together with you. This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. This story was reported and scripted by Kunle Adebajo and edited by Anthony Asamuta. Produced by Atahiro Jibrin. A quick note about our voice acting. All dramatizations in this episode are based on actual interviews conducted with the subjects. Voice acting by Hawa Booker and Isaac Oritogun. The senior producer is Anthony Asamuta. The executive producer is Ahmed Salikida. For more stories, go to humanangomedia.com and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am... Hi, Mida. <laughs>